It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. On International Women's Day and the reporting of women's sport in New Zealand hit an all-time high last year, reaching 25% of the media coverage compared to male sport. This comes off the back of what was a thrilling year for our Kiwi women in sport, with the Black Ferns winning the Rugby World Cup, Lydia Ko returning to number one spot in golf, and the prospect of the FIFA Women's World Cup just around the corner. So joining me now on SCNZ here in the mornings to look out at how women's sport is being reported how it can be sustained or maybe even re- improved is uh, the Locker Room's Suzanne McFadden, winner of the 2021 Sports Journalist of the Year Award. Very, very accomplished writer. Interesting articles uh, all the time. Good morning to you, Suzanne. Uh, good morning, Smithy. I think we can drop the 2021. It sounds like so long ago. God. <laughs> yeah, t- 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 it's about damn time you won it again then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I keep trying, keep trying. <laughs> hey, look, uh, Suzanne, twenty-five percent, as I uh, mentioned in my little intro there. Um, that's a pleasing number, but I would imagine still not enough. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? I, to be honest with you, I never expected to get to twenty-five percent in my lifetime. So for it to have jumped from, gosh, eleven percent a decade ago. 15% when we started Locker Room in 2018 to where it is now. Um, that growth has been rapid. You know, and I imagine that it might plateau now for a while. If we can even hold it at 25% for a little while, um, I think that's still an accomplishment. It's not Probably. going to change again. Oh, go on. No, no, no. I was just going to say, when you consider the success of women, and I'm just talking not just about the teams I mentioned, I'm not sure it is fair, 25%. No, it's not. But you'll see it. It jumps up to about 45 50% during an Olympics or Commonwealth Games when, you know, traditionally now women are winning as many medals, sometimes even more, than male athletes at those games. So we do see that jump up again. But no, it's not. It's not good enough. And until we have more female sports reporters in New Zealand, I don't think we're going to make great gains again. I think in some cases there needs to be more women in decision-making roles in the media for that to happen. But, you know, I, we'll just carry on trying. I think that's that's all that we can do is carry on trying and... Um, especially with the locker room, you know, just shaking up the other media and just reminding them that, you know, women women are succeeding incredibly well at the moment. Look at um, Zoe Sadowski-Sinnott. I think she wins a title just about every week at the moment. And, yeah, definitely there's more that can be done. And I'd love to see it get to 50. Well, Suzanne, uh, look, you look at the two uh, television um, outlets that we've got that cover uh, a lot of our sport. Yeah. Well, one of Sky Sport, CEO Sophie Maloney, very, very big advocate of yeah. women's sport. Um, head of uh, sport for Television New Zealand, Melody Robinson, um, a great achiever in sport yeah. herself, a terrific broadcaster. So there's an opportunity, surely. Yeah, there is. Um, I think that 
Yes, absolutely. And I think that you do see on One News that they do have their proportion of women's stories are are increasing all the time, and they have um, they have a great um, female reporting staff there. I think TV are, um, are probably much better than print organisations at having women on their staff. So we are seeing better television coverage. And with Sky, I think, you know, they've got um, their See the Possible campaign to do more for women's sports. So they're trying. So, you know, all that you can ask at the moment is that everybody tries, tries to increase that percentage even more. Are we lagging behind in the world, would you think? Funnily enough, we are considered world leaders in this which is pretty sad, isn't it? Um, but, like, in 2018, um, there was, I think it was a UNESCO report that found that there was 4% um, of coverage of women's sport in the world globally. It's 4%. So, you know, we are making huge um, impressions on the, on the rest of the world, and it is being noted, but... Yeah, I mean, it was really interesting at the Rugby World Cup uh, last year. There were quite a few women um, from overseas, women journalists from overseas who came to that event. So that was really pleasing to see. But, you know, I think it's something like 12, there's only about 12% of press accreditations at major events like Olympics and the World Cups that go to women. So... Yeah, I don't know whether it's getting more women interested in sports reporting as in, in, the, in a career as sports reporting. You know, it's that whole thing of if you can see it, you can be it. So, you know, there needs to be more women's bylines out there. And that's one thing that we've really tried hard at Locker Room to do is introduce new female voices through our contributing mm-hmm. writers and um, really proud that we've been able to do that. And hopefully some of those women go on to full-time roles in, in media organisations, but the roles well, have, have come uh, up too. That's the other thing. You have, you have an association, Suzanne, with uh, women in sport, Aotearoa. Uh, what goals are you yeah. aiming to achieve uh, through that association? Yeah, it's a really good partnership. It's their sixth birthday today uh, on International Women's Day, uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a really good partnership. They help us to um, with those contributor voices so they they um, are a sponsor but also they run all of our stories on their website and I guess in return we just have to keep doing what we're doing I think that's that's what they want from us to for us to see to see from us that we're doing um, our job to get more women's voices out there more um, profiles of female athletes more awareness of women's health and sport more awareness of um, women's coaches and the pathways that, that women have to have jobs in sport. So I guess that's that's the relationship we have there. And, and, you know, that's a big part of the ethos too. So um, we, we kind of, yeah, work together on that, but um, we're also quite separate. The Correct the Internet campaign is, uh, and I've read a bit about this, is mm. out there to try right the wrongs we're seeing on the internet. And you've written a, a piece today on how social media can affect our female athletes. Is there any good to come from social media? Yeah, there is. I mean, God, it's it's still, sorry, it's still an evil place. Um, but there is a lot of good to come from it. Um, it's really interesting that with our, with our locker room audience, 
a lot of that comes from social media. So um, we realised that, um, you know, sometimes Facebook and and Instagram can be our friend, uh, but we're very aware of the, the you know, perils that um, it poses for our sportswomen and young women. Um, so there is a lot being done. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's an, a special um, partnership between Sport New Zealand and NetFit, um, which came out today, where there are free online um, exercise routines and um, podcasts from uh, Courtney Coyote. So, and that's to, to get more girls interested. So, get girls using their phones to um, listen to a podcast about exercising, you know, to, or um, videos on um, doing exercises. So, yeah, we all have to be aware that there is good in it, um, but also encourage our young women and girls not to get caught into the trap of um, the pressures to perform or the pressures to conform to certain body types by, you know, what they see on Instagram. Um, it's, it's a really tough one, but if we can use digital technology to our advantage in getting more girls active, I think that's fantastic. Right, here's an interesting one. Um, it just crossed my mind, actually. Um, is there a yeah. perception? Is there a perception um, that women would prefer women to cover their events? Um, would you have any idea about that? Um, and I'll, I'll follow that by saying: um, Is it possible that men could just cover women's events better in your regard? Okay, the first part. Um I'm not sure. I think in regards to um, the longer form journalism, say the um, feature writing that we do, um, I think sometimes, you know, women might open up more to a woman reporter, um, especially if it was something about, you know, um, their menstrual health or, you know, just their their mental health or... um, you know, again, the pressures to perform, but um, I look. I I totally um, I really enjoy the company of male reporters when you go to an event, or um, you know, they, they do a great job. Um, you see it. Um, Andrew Vorman at uh, Stuff is a great example of you know he is, is constantly writing about women's football, women's netball, um, women's rugby, uh, women's. Gosh, cricket, everything. And so I don't think it matters too much. But as long as there are those female voices in your in your media room, um, that women can see that there is a there is you know opportunities there to become sports reporters. Um, and now the second, can you remind me what the second part was, Smithy? I'm, I'm getting old. I have to remember it myself. Could men? Um, <laughs> I mean, could men just be better at it? Could be men? Could be men be better researched? Could they, for the word of a better phrase, could they care more about it? Oh, do you mean could they try harder, or do you mean yeah, are they better? Yeah, exactly. Could they try harder? Um, bearing in mind that you know it's it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's increasing in its volume of coverage. I mean, you know. 
Um, you know, the yeah. more it increases as such, the more time has uh, got to be spent on it by individuals. So men yeah. have to be better, surely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, and we all fall into that trap um, as journalists, um, as time-poor journalists, um, to do the sports that we're interested in. So it's about expanding your horizons and, um, you know, looking beyond the normal rugby stories that you do day in, day out. And, you know, it's so refreshing to meet an athlete or a coach who hasn't really had a lot reported on them before, you know, to tell their stories. You get something out of it yourself as a journalist, you know. You, that's, a, that's why I go to work every day is to learn something new. So, mm. you know, I hope that, that all journalists have that attitude that you're there to learn something new, to push, to extend yourself, to push yourself and to pass that information on to your readers. And, yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, you know, always pushing yourself to do something new. Rightio. Uh, Does that Suzanne, here's a great the question? Kind of, kind of. Uh, here's, the, <laughs> here's the next thing. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so never a better opportunity in terms of the world media coming up, and that is, of course, the FIFA Women's World Cup. Now, it's going to be a slightly different um, turn of events here because on form at the moment, we're not going to win it. Um, so a lot no. of the publicity around our side will be probably a side that's struggling to get uh, a win, struggling to perform at the level they need to at the moment, the way they're playing. Um, and I think it's been yep. honestly assessed, So, and, and that's fair enough, I think. Um, as opposed to last year, of course, when a, a women's sport in this country was on an amazing high because here we had this underdog mm-hmm. side who turned around and won the damn thing out of nowhere. Um, you know, it was a, an, an unbelievable uh, wave that um, women's sport was riding. Um, so that's an interesting perspective, isn't it, the dynamics there? A team hosting it yes. that can't win it, a home to- uh, uh, a team hosting it that did win it. How do you go about that kind of thing? Do you go b- more behind the scenes or do you just front up with it? Yeah. Yeah, um, I totally agree with you. And I think it's really interesting, you know, that we look at this wave that women's rugby is riding. If, say, the Black Ferns hadn't made the semi-finals, mm. I don't think we'd be on that wave right now. They won. So that is what, you know, has sent their coverage through the roof. And that's fantastic. And that's what they deserve. So it's really hard when you look at the football fans and the way that they're playing at the moment, um, their recent results haven't helped them. Um, you know, the media, I guess, could be perceived as being quite negative at the moment around them. So my how I see locker rooms role in this is that we have a job to raise the profile of these football firms, um, to get young women um, seeing, seeing their role models out of the football fence. At the, mo- at the moment, probably young football players in New Zealand, um, the women that they follow are in the US team or the English Lionesses and maybe, you know, a few football fans. But there's quite a, new, a lot of new young players in there at the moment that we don't know a lot about. So... I, yeah, it's it's digging deeper. It's doing the deeper 
the stories about, you know, why are they in this position that they are when, you know, their world ranking is higher than the way that they're probably performing at the moment, um, what's behind that, but also building up these profiles of the players because that's what gets bums on seats is, you know, if you know some of these players, if your daughter... Um, you know, is really interested in this player and they have to go to this game. I think, you know, we, we owe them the um, service of lifting their profiles. And, yeah, I mean, once if, if they don't make it past the group stage, then, you know, the New Zealand media's interest turns to um, probably, you know, those very top-running teams and that's what people will follow. I, it's really hard because, you know, this will be probably the biggest sporting event that we've ever had in New Zealand, that we've ever staged here. And mm-hmm. the international media will be absolutely mental. Um, but as far as the football fans go, yeah, it's a, it is, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Right, I've got uh, two questions, one of which I have to ask, otherwise my producer Logan will never talk to me again. Uh, he's a big fan <laughs> of the uh, New Zealand ice ferns, of course. Uh, then it's a yeah. team made up of working professionals and students, students from all walks of life. Doesn't it just blow your mind what links some people will go to just to re- represent their country in sport? Probably talking male as well as female here, but this uh, is an amazing yeah. group of young women. Mm, absolutely. Um, you know, they they like had a a neuroscientist, a firefighters, um, a police fingerprint specialist. <laughs> the, the, you know, the jobs that these women had blew, absolutely blew my mind. And the fact that they, you know, some of them were mums. So they also had, you know, this burning desire to represent their country in the sport that they love, even though, you know, it's so small in the scheme of things you know paying their own way to go to a world championship um you know unheard of in some of our sports now but it still exists there's still this um level of passion that just yeah you're right it does blow my mind and um you know i don't know that things will ever change for a team like the ice ferns that will probably always be the way because you know, they don't have the funding. The, the, the sport doesn't have the following. But, God, I love writing about those sports. I love telling their stories that don't get told. Um, and, and again, you know, building up those personalities and those profiles of, of these incredible women who, um, you know, outside their day job um, are New Zealand representatives. And it's, yeah, really cool. I love telling those stories. Well, I love putting you on the spot, so I'm going to do that um, because um, we have today, re- we have requested from our uh, listeners the four most influential women that they can remember in sport in this country. I'm not going to ask you for four, just the one, just the one. Come on, Suzanne. Come on, the one that's influenced you most growing up uh, through oh, your sporting okay. history, etc., and into the stage that you've come yeah. now as a prominent journalist. So the, the one New Zealand women's athlete. So mean. Um, oh gosh! Look, it has to be Yvette Williams. And okay, I, I've told you this before. Growing up, my heroes were, you know, the the Black Caps and the All Blacks because I didn't know enough. There wasn't enough media 
about female athletes. And I, it's, you know, really common with athletes that you talk to now who were your role models, and they'll they say, "Oh, that was me." Now I'm me. That's fine. That's great. You know, but. Um, I always knew in the back of my mind about Yvette. Um, her husband had worked with my auntie at the phone, um, you know, where they used to stick the, um, the what do you call that place? Phone, phone exchange. exchange. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was almost like, oh, we, we, our family kind of know her. <laughs> but then getting to meet her, and I get, got to meet her a couple of times. I even got to make her lunch one day. Um, <laughs> she was an incredible woman who, you know, achieved so much and it could have achieved so much more too. But in those days, you stopped competing to start having a family and that was it, you know. Um, you got married and you stopped competing. And I just love the fact that when I went to her funeral, um, it was about her family first. And then it was about her sporting achievement, her, you know, becoming the first woman to win an Olympic gold medal, the first New Zealand woman to win an Olympic gold. But it was family that was most important to her. And I love that. And I think that we forget about that sometimes when we think about, you know, our athletes. You know, they do have other lives other than just being famous for what they've done on the sporting field. So, yep, she's my heroine. Good on you. Good on you, Yes, you can completely because you're a journalist and you can. Uh, Suzanne McFadden, <laughs> thank you very much for your time this morning and your insight. And um, um, yeah, I think it's very, it's a very fascinating subject actually, and you've enlightened me greatly. I appreciate that. Have a great day, International Women's Day. Thank you very much. In any time you want to talk about it, Smithy, I'm here.